Hey, did you ever hear the one about Superman and Wonder Woman? I'm planning around. No, come on, this is a good one. Superman is flying over Metropolis, right? He's horny as hell, and he's checking out the rooftops, and all of a sudden he sees Wonder Woman sunning herself on the roof of the Justice League, okay? I mean, she's lying there, buck naked, spread eagle, looking like she wants to be fucked, right? So Superman, he said to himself, oh my God, I gotta get myself some of that Wonder Pussy. But then, he realizes that he could fly down, do a little fast pumping and be gone before she even knows it because he's Superman, right? He's faster than a speeding bullet, right? So Superman, he swoops down, he fucks her so quick she doesn't even see him. Wonder Woman sits up, says, what the fuck was that? And the invisible man says, I don't know, but my asshole is killing me. host leroy aka the big bang uh with my co-host this is uh eli theodore logan that feels like oh yeah no Theodore logan roosevelt Our bill president. and ted's son who ted theodore logan bill and ted's oh yeah, yeah oh yeah that's a old reference okay you're saying thought logan i was thinking, thinking of wolverine huh? i was thinking of teddy roosevelt for reason like his middle name logan <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah so we're back with the episode and not a whole lot happened but a whole lot happened we're just gonna dig into it like i said next week is supposed to be the big week that we may or may not talk about um eli we got to talk about it again even though we've been talking about it this coronavirus is just out, out, out of control yeah just so so like i said we the uh the cdc has came out and basically telling everybody to do the same thing wash your hands don't wipe your face you know mm-hmm. They're saying that, yes, uh, babies and old people are, are you know, in danger. But if you're in health, you could probably survive from it. Matter of fact, they got this big thing about that over 3,000 people in the world have died from coronavirus. We're not saying that, like, over 100,000 people have been cured from it. Yeah. You know, but people are still freaking out all over the place because now everything is getting shut down left and right. Um, that was this Comic Con, not this Comic Con, Emerald City Comic Con or something. People start mm-hmm. dropping out left and right. DC dropped out, Valiant dropped out. It was like, well, fuck it, Valiant dropped out. No reason must keep going, so just shut the shit down. You know, uh, S X X W. What is that? South by Southwest. Oh, why did I not make that connection? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, they got shut down. <laughs> yeah, and that's like down. a, and that's huge. That's like a big ass film. A lot of movies. They end up getting released in yeah. theaters, usually goes through there and get picked up or sold at the South by Southwest. Yeah, so that's the first time that that has been canceled in like 30 years, you know, mm-hmm. and they did it because of the coronavirus. They say they actually did find a case of the coronavirus in Texas, so everybody's freaking out, you know. Oh, It's almost but, everywhere. It's, I mean, it's in my state now. They found it in my state. Yeah, it's, no, it's, it's a flu. Place. I mean, we knew it was going to – it's the flu. It's going to spread. That's what they do. It's just be smart about it. Yeah. I mean, right. But like I said, the sick, media yeah. is, is freaking us out over this stuff, you know, 
I'm just like, oh wow. Like it's getting to the point now that if you're in a public place and if anybody just coughs, the, yeah. the music shuts off. Everybody backs <laughs> away from them, like you know. <laughs> it's like an the... old west saloon. Everybody looks at you. Music. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> like oh yeah. no, I'm clearing my throat. No 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 no. He, he's one of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, so it's getting just That's... that bad. Oh, and Eli, what really hurt me is that James Bond 007 No Time to Die has been pushed back. Oh, okay. That hurt me, man. That hurt me. I was oh, like, now you're okay. affecting my, you know, livelihood. Because I was looking forward to that movie. I was like, okay, because it was on, it was due out in like a few weeks. Yeah, you know? it was, it was almost, yeah, it was coming soon. They were already doing the marketing budget. They was already promoing. Yeah. Daniel Craig was oh. on Saturday Night Live last night promoting the movie. Yeah, so they pushed it the flu season. <laughs> yeah, so promote a movie he doesn't have. I all on my timeline. I keep getting fees about oh, come see your movie. Like you don't have a movie. What are you promoting? So somebody uh, said they should change the name from No Time to Die to just Time to Die and put the movie out now. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, crazy stuff. Uh oh, did you set your clock back? Or forward? Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't have to anymore. This digital, the the, the cloud does the, it for you. That's the world we live. We live in the future now. You don't yeah. have to guess about this shit because yeah. we're old enough to remember that we could remember. Is it spring forward or fall forward or spring back? Yeah, I, I literally came to work one hour early one time. Yeah, spring backwards. <laughs> that didn't even make any sense. But yeah, I was in the parking lot at work early. Realized, fuck. Well, I can't leave now because I'm just wasting gas now. So I might just sit here in the parking lot just do nothing. You know. <laughs> Uh, but now you don't have to worry about that stuff. You can just be at home, wake up, and it'll just adjust everything in your house just adjusts itself. Nobody has analog anything nowadays, as far as clockwise. Not your watch, not your your house clock, anything. So you don't have to worry about this stuff anymore. Where you have to actually physically get up and set your clock now. But that's not your past. So I think I did it on my microwave. I think that's about it. <laughs> that, that's about it, you know. <laughs> but why in your microwave? Does your microwave care if it's three o'clock in the morning? Uh, yeah. Sometimes it's just a quick little reference. You know. <laughs> It'll just bother you if not, you know. Uh, yeah, so it was something I was going with this. Okay, yeah. Okay, like I said, we live in woke culture now. This is the woke culture. Some people saying that we should get rid of daylight saving time. Yeah, we should. We don't need it. Oh, I thought I was going <laughs> to argue with you about this. Okay, no, so I don't, you know. you're, you're cool with that. Okay. I don't, yeah. Well, like, let us fall back and then leave it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because, but basically what they said is that they did it for the reason even exists. And like I said, I just looked this up real quick on Wikipedia or whatever. Reason it exists because they wanted to get an extra hour just to get extra hour out of workers, you know, you know, just to just to milk them, you know, in the daylight. Well, I thought it was for like, I thought it was for like uh, the harvesters or farmers or some, some shit. shit, some shit like whatever reason that they used to need it for, they don't need it for it anymore. Okay. Oh, so they, they, they equating it to slavery and that's what massa getting us a something extra like i said all the woke shit. people are saying Working like this, this is it's an injustice and all this stuff like that oh. some states have already abolished it some states don't even recognize daylight savings well where are they at because i'd love to go <laughs> i don't know it's or maybe some countries i don't know it's either a state or country somewhere like that yeah. but they've gotten rid of it and they just like eventually somebody may just pass a law we just get rid of daylight savings altogether, you know because they say yeah. basically well, it's, it not, should... it's not needed yeah and it's yeah because you know your body need gets off its. I mean, I've heard like you know people like get fucked up from springing forward, that it adds to depression and and it and like sleep morning. loss and yes, sleep <laughs> loss and fatigue, and it's just not good for your health because your your body has this natural circadian rhythm right. that is supposed to get us 
get tired when it's dark out. And when it's fucking, the sun's still up at nine o'clock at fucking night, it's kind of hard to, you know, be in bed by 10, 11 o'clock if you got to work in the morning. Right, because it's going <laughs> to take us light all out. about a week for our body to adjust to this. Yeah, you know, you know that's why it's supposed, yeah, you have 12 hours of daylight and 12 hours night. The sun rises at six and sets at six. You know, that's how it should be. You know, that's what the day is. And yeah, that's why, okay, yeah. So, so, so we're on board with it. We're on board yeah, with this. I'm, we need I'm to. totally on board, yeah. Okay, yeah, let's start this up. We're part of woke movement now. Let's. Yeah, man. Let's, down with petition, day second man. daylight savings. Yeah, just give me my nighttime back. <laughs> right. <laughs> that one hour they took away from me this morning fucked me up, you know. Yeah. Still had to go to work. I was like, I was sitting there sitting around fucking around and shit. Oh, shit, it's midnight. I better yeah, get well, a hold of it. Let's put another hour. To, we probably recording this shit like 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> I mean, technically, you know. Yeah. Um, let me say, let's move on to the next part of the podcast. Okay. So, like I said, this is the box office number. We're talking about the box office, and we're going to go from it. And Eli, give it to me. What is the number one movie of the week? Oh, you know what? I have no idea. I didn't even go. Is it still Invisible Man? It is not Invisible Man. It has been beaten by Onward. Onward. Oh, that's the cartoon. That's yeah, another the cartoon, Pixar. Chris. So, Disney. Disney's back. It's Disney. It's Pixar. Yeah. <laughs> Disney of yeah. the Disney. So, yeah, this is a Disney movie out, Pixar movie out, killing. Of course, we knew it was going to kill. Um, I didn't see it. My parents saw it with my nephew. Uh, my mom said it was sad. I was like, cartoon. You know what? I'm, I'm saying that. All those Pixar movies are those sad. Those Toy Story movies fucked me up. <laughs> I didn't see the fourth one because that third one, I was like, uh-uh, I'm, I'm done with this shit. Fuck this. <laughs> There's no reason that a toy movie should traumatize you. <laughs> What the fuck are kids doing when they see this shit? You know, that's what I'm wondering. But um, all Disney Disney movies, fucking parents die and all that shit. Right. It's like, no, this shit is traumatic, man. This shit is yeah. stressing me out. You know, Lion King, man, that's fucked up. Scars, really, like, you like, didn't expect that shit, man. Scar has got to be one of the illest villains of all time. <laughs> Long live the king, and just throw his own brother <laughs> off the damn cliff, and then blame it on his nephew. Like that's some twisted, fucked up, like serial killer shit. We, we talk about, you haven't seen the CGI Lion King, have you? No, man. Okay. It it don't have the same impact with that scene. <laughs> is it like they just no space facial expressions? Is it like long live the king? Oh, I'm falling. Cause you know the CGI, no, no, it's like yeah. a dead inside. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I'm falling to my death. Ooh. <laughs> so uh, uh number two, we have the invisible man, which I, I actually got a chance. Oh, I me and my brother went to see it this weekend. So you saw a horror movie. I did, because I didn't want to see Onward. It was like, I'm either see Onward, or I'm going to see... Because honestly, if Birds of Prey was still there, I would have saw that a third time. But <laughs> alas, it's gone. <laughs> it's gone already. It's gone already. Here today, gone tomorrow. So yeah, I went to see Invisible Man. Um, fuck it, I'll talk about it now. I'll talk about it now. So, Invisible Man, I saw it. I'm surprised you didn't see this. I thought this was going to be like an Invisible Man review podcast or something i don't know man well is it, this I don't is know, your man. wheelhouse it's not my my wheelhouse it looked i wasn't i wasn't sold on it i saw the trailers and i'm like eh, i don't know okay <laughs> uh, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get into too much spoilers about the movie itself i'll put it like this it was a good movie it was a lot better than the trailers made it out to be i was actually impressed it's not really like a horror movie it's more like a thriller suspense movie if that makes any sense yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that's that's what's really about because the movie is about the Invisible Man. He's really just fucking with one person the entire time, like Elizabeth Moss. She's just fucking with her. And the thing is, yeah. Elizabeth Moss, man, she acted her ass off in this movie. 
like I, I'm not saying she needs an Oscar or anything like that, but she needs something for this movie because she really made you feel like, man, this dude is fucking me because it's an Invisible Man movie. There's nobody there. So she's acting like somebody's fucking with her the whole time because you realize how good she's acting when Invisible Man starts fucking with other people and just look like, you know, the scene in Fight Club where dude was just fighting himself. Oh, okay. It looked yeah. like that. Like, y'all not selling me on this. Elizabeth Moss was selling me on this, you know. Oh. <laughs> um, but she should do a Marvel movie or a Star Wars movie. Right. They should, she'd be just acting against, like, green people and shit. <laughs> That's basically what she would do. At least she have a green screen in that one. This is, she just, there's nothing there. <laughs> Reacting <laughs> to a tennis ball. <laughs> right. At least give her something to act. So, yeah, it was a very intense, unsettling movie that I was watching. Uh, basically, I'm going to just give you a quick, uh, I'm not going to go too much detail about the movie. Basically, what the movie is, this is a movie about, this is a Me Too movie. This is a woke horror movie. I, she, I, I gathered that from the trailer. From the trailer. So, they really, they, they, they don't beat around the bush with this. This is what the movie is. Basically, she was in an abusive relationship with this tech mogul with like that. She's like, fuck it, I get the fuck out of here. She left. The dude faked his death, so everybody think he's dead. But really, he's invisible, just fucking with her the whole time. And she's just like, I can't talk right now because he's in the room. And people are thinking like she means like, oh, his spirit is still with her. Like, oh, we understand. You're still not over it. Like, no, no. He's in the room right now. <laughs> <laughs> looking at us and they're just like okay yeah this bitch is crazy you know so you can see her like descent into insanity just going with it and even make you start questioning like i know the movie's called invisible man but is she crazy you know oh. so start making see that see that's the thing man that's this invisible man sounds kind of fucking soft i'm just saying it's, it's like, not because I know every time we go see a horror movie, no matter how fucked up it yeah. is, you say the same thing every time. It wasn't gory enough. I'm like, what the fuck, man? He ripped his ball sack out through his nostrils and shit. Like, but I wanted more. I'm like, damn, he like. <laughs> so, no, they didn't do this in this movie. It's not like a, a huge group. Then there was a scene where he was like gory left and right, but it wasn't that. This is like a, a it, it felt like a, you know, like those J horror movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Felt like that. That's exactly yeah. what it felt like. It was also made by the guy that uh, wrote the first Saw movie. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So the reason I'm saying it's a, like a Me Too movie, because the whole movie is about the, like, says she's basically trying to skip her ex-boyfriend. And, you know, and we don't know the whole details about what he did to her while she was living with him. But you kind of get a sense that, I mean, they confirmed it was physical abuse. Definitely knew it was emotional abuse. Uh, mental abuse. Very possibly and very strong hint that sexual abuse. So... When she leaves him and she escapes from him, you can tell that she's still like carrying a trauma with her. Like wherever she goes, in her mind is there. And you can relate that to, you know, survival, you know, victims yeah. of, uh, you know, uh, uh, the, domestic violence, that's what I meant to say. So yeah. you can relate that to that. And that's basically what they're saying here is that because that's what people are thinking, even though he's invisible and he's literally in the room fucking with her, when he keeps mentioning her, they're just thinking like, oh, you can't. You, you, he's still on your mind. He's still living in your brain, rent free. You need to seek help. You need to get away from this, and and that's a real thing, you know. So yeah. basically, he is the physical personification of her trauma, which I thought was great. I think may, that uh, that fact may have beat, you know, maybe missed with some people because people are like, oh, it wasn't as woke as you want to think. Like, no, nah, it was. It definitely was. It was there. They wasn't hitting around with it. Um, no, the la well, the last woke horror flick I saw was black christmas yep. and that shit sucked <laughs> <laughs> now did it suck because it was woke that's that's the thing um no it sucked because there was no there was not it wasn't a horror movie. it was like no 
No, I don't. Did anybody die? I don't even oh, try. Okay. There was like no horror in it. Like it was like I don't give a shit if you're woke and you got you're trying to you know you got some social commentary. I don't mm-hmm. give a fuck. You know that's right. what art is for in my book. I don't give a shit. That's what but horror movies are for. Yeah, like, I mean, but at least give me give me what a horror movie is. Give me some killing. Give me some blood. You know, mm-hmm. and Black Christmas had none of that shit. You know. Okay. Well, they just sound like a. But shit it movie. was but it was woke as fuck. You know, it right. was. You know, less woke, more blood, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's the thing about, like, people are complaining about these horror movies now. Oh, why does the white guy have to be the serial killer and invisible man? Like, wasn't he a white guy in other movies, too? I mean, <laughs> like, they race changed him. They would have pissed him. They would have pissed everybody else off, you know. I mean, hell, every monster in a horror movie is a white dude. I mean, don't get mad now because of 2020. This shit been going on since they've been started, since... You know, Night of Living Dead, you know, whatever it was, you know. So, and that's the thing, like these horror movies, like we, and that's the thing. People are always talking about agenda and this woke stuff like that. Movies have had agendas like forever, especially every horror movie I can think of had an agenda. Jason, Friday the 13th, has an agenda. Because the whole movie is about these, uh, these unruly kids that just disobey everything. They smoke, they drink, they fuck, they. It's basically, uh, it's basically good christian living like yeah. this is what happens when you drink and have sex and premarital sex this is what right because <laughs> yeah, that's that's the only people jason come after and who yeah. lives at the end of the movie every time the virgin yeah, yeah. the final so, girl yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so, so yeah. that's the rule that they're trying to think it's the same thing like in halloween or in a lot of these slasher movies the same thing you're promiscuous you die so there's always mm-hmm. an agenda with any one of these movies yeah. i don't know why people think it's a thing now that just it just happen no they've been doing this oh. so yes so it's good so so is, is should i go see it that's the thing i wouldn't recommend this movie to everybody except you <laughs> my thing is like okay it's the invisible man mm-hmm. and he's hung up on his ex yep i'm like okay she's not even that hot right and you're invisible you could like you know <laughs> <laughs> you're invisible you got like this awesome power why are you fucking hanging out with trying to fucking hang out with your ex that's like the like that's like the stupidest thing to do you should you're... be like kevin bacon and hollow man <laughs> yeah just fucking with everybody you know you know just go to the bar just like pick up drinks and for chick for drunk chicks look right. at your drink is coming to you floating on air they your panties would be dropping he'd be get he could get so much new pussy Right. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the invisible man, but he's hung up on this on frumpy old Elizabeth Munger. Right. <laughs> but you know what? They actually they actually have a conversation about that, you know, because like he's fucking with her the whole time. And she's just like, a little point. She's like, why me? I am a frumpy looking chick. You can have any chick you want to. Why are you fucking with me? You know, you know. So they they hinted that stuff and you can insinuate why because she's easy to control, she's easy to manipulate, oh. you know all this. Oh, stuff. I thought she was gonna say because you suck good dick. Because that that I mean I can understand that some chicks you yeah, know. See, he was saying that would have turned sometimes into like a, it just comes down to a blowjob. That would have turned like, into like a, a Marlon Wayans parody or some shit if she said some shit like that. You know, you could have the hottest bitch, but she sucks at sucking dick. She's just <laughs> a mean dick. <laughs> but you got you know you got a big old a big old huge cow who just like. You got to pull the sheets out of your ass when you're done because they work, you know, <laughs> they put in that extra work. 
That's that's hard to give up. I get that now. Okay, maybe I will see this. <laughs> now it's believable. <laughs> like you could you could you could accept the fact as an invisible man with science fiction, but him messing with this chick that was that's too much science fiction for you. I can't give it up. I can't give her up, man. She'll put her mouth anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hard thing for a man to give up. <laughs> this one just stalk you the whole time. So, oh man. So, oh, let's go. Okay. Oh, score four out of five. I start thinking about like I really enjoy this movie, but is it better than Hollow Man? That's the thing because everybody remembers Hollow Man. Yeah, I never. I didn't even think Hollow Man. I thought Hollow Man was I. I, I figured. <laughs> we, we really have different tastes in in, in horror. Well, I I, dude, Paul Verhoeven made that shit, man. That should have been rated X. Robocop. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, really? Star Trip Troopers, Total Recall, you know. Didn't know that. Okay. Showgirls. Wow. Okay, I didn't know that. But like I said, yeah, Hollow Man, man. just an awesome movie, you know. And I was thinking like, like Hollow Man stands to his time. Will this movie stand to his time? Will we be talking about the movie twenty years from now? I don't think so. Especially because the movie is like really, really slow at the beginning. That's why I say it's not a horror movie; it's like a thriller. And you know like what was cool though? What's the that? Memoirs of a Visible Man that John Chevy Carpenter Chase made with Chevy Chase. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was awesome. Yeah. It was okay. I was expecting more horror. Funny. That was kind of like a. It was like it was a bit of a comedy. Yeah, kind of like a comedy. It was like yeah. I guess it was okay. I don't know. Um. Oh, if you're looking looking for it to be anything like the H.G. Wells novel, it has nothing to do with it. If you're looking <laughs> for it to be like the Ralph Ellison novel, where it's about the black man being ignored, invisible in the society of America, it's not like that either. You know. So just <laughs> know. Yeah, they just, we're not that woke, not yet. And that's back in the 30s. People pissed about wokeness now. That was back in the 30s. So, this is. Now, did you you remember? I I don't think you have, but Amazon Women on the Moon. It's like an old, stupid comedy, like kind of like Kentucky Fried movie, just a bunch of short vignette comedy sketches Mm -hmm. called Amazon Women on the Moon. Um, Arsenio Hall's in it. It's fucking hilarious. Just watch that beginning with Arsenio Hall. You know, in fact, I'll post it to the fucking site so you can watch it. Okay. But anyways, there's a segment called The Son of the Invisible Man. Okay. And he thinks he's invisible, but he's not. So he's running around naked. Oh, shit. And it's fucking hilarious. It's like, it's all in, it's shot in black and white. So it looks like it's the old universal horror and shit. And they're all the, everyone's like, hey, here comes the invisible man again. <laughs> and he's all walking around naked. Who first you got to find me. And it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, man. So, yeah. Oh, my score, four out of five. Four out of five. I, I almost gave it 4.5 out of food, but like I said, it's not better than Hollow Man. Yeah. Oh, what I was going to say is that the first two thirds of the movie, like super, super slow, and to the point, like, okay, wrap it up, where we're going. But then the third act, it really got going. I was like, okay, we're there now. But yeah, it was a, like a, almost a point, like five minutes into it, like when it got super slow, like, okay, yeah, I need to speed this up. But yeah, four to five, Invisible Man, everybody go see it except Eli. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number three, The Way Back, the Ben Affleck movie, uh, basketball movie. I started look at that. Hold on. Uh, Dangerous Minds with basketball, huh? It is. I'm I'm worried about those basketball movies because I don't want to see an, another Hoosiers. You know, where everybody thinks it's some uplifting movie and it's really just a bunch of about a white dudes just beating up this all black basketball team. You know, <laughs> so it's like I don't know. <laughs> number four, Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, number five, Call of the Wild. Number six, Emma. Number seven, Bad Boys for Life. Number eight, Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Number eight. 
Huh. Number eight still in there. Still hadn't hit two hundred million yet. Damn. So it's it's rough. It's rough on Harley Quinn. Uh, number nine, Impractical Jokers, the movie, the movie you talked about, and number ten, My Hero Academia, Heroes Rising. Oh, so, anime. Yeah. So that is a thing. Um, oh, it's losing money because everyone thinks it's going to have coronavirus in there. They're going to catch coronavirus on it. Probably. Or is so, that just me being an asshole? <laughs> <laughs> nowadays, that's the rule. That's the uh, thing everybody's going to say nowadays. Every, everybody's losing money because of coronavirus. You know what movie is really going to suffer? Mulan. Oh, shit. They specifically made it movie for age. It comes out in two weeks. <laughs> and they didn't push it back. They're like, fuck it, we're just going to come out with it. I guess it's just like, it's it's too far. We're losing money pushing shit back. You can tell with James Bond, they're losing money pushing shit back. So they're just like, fuck it. Just, just yeah, put yeah. it out. But, yeah, but yeah, that's the thing about, the, you know, I mean, people are really reacting badly to the coronavirus. Because that's the media. Just, that's what the media does. Yeah, just, just wash your hands. And if you're sick, stay home. Right. You know, it's it's bad if your grandpa gets it. You know, that's it's not bad if you get it, but you don't want your like I don't I'd be worried if my dad got it. You know, he's elderly. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what you got to worry about. You know, it's like a regular flu. You know, but this one is a little bit bad. It's a little, it's a little rough. It's a little rough. It basically, it's basically like getting pneumonia. Yeah. You know, if you had pneumonia, that's not fun. You know. But, uh, so we're not becoming Resident Evil, I Am yeah. Legend, The Walking Dead, you know. Yeah, so there. everyone needs to chill out. You can eat at the China Buffet. I still do. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm not that trusting of you. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> you like to live dangerously, huh? I don't give a fuck. Fuck up the China Next Buffet. Next episode on Fear Factor, Eli <laughs> goes to a Chinese restaurant. Yeah, you ain't gay because you, you, you're going to get it. Because <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna get it everywhere else. You anyway. only die once. <laughs> Give me the Mugu got fan. Yeah, you get, you probably got it from the movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh shit! You know, um, or something else, or E. coli, or some other shit. Something. They even talking about canceling NBA games now because of this shit. Yeah, oh. that's. Yeah, they're really going too far. Anyway, let's move past it. Like I said, we, the, the media talks about coronavirus enough. We can talk about some other shit in the coronavirus. Uh oh, Eli. Did you? I just saw something I wanted to take, talk about. Did you see that trailer for that new Justice League Dark cartoon, Apocalypse War? Uh, yeah, I did. I yeah. Okay, you sent it. Did you send it or did you just post it? I think I just posted. Yeah, I didn't send it. Okay, so like I said, we saw the trailer. Uh, it's like their new one in their DC animated universe canon cartoon, whatever like that. Basically, Dark Side comes to Earth, fucks up everything, and I think Constantine or Swamp thinks we got to fix them or whatever. Okay. <laughs> Here's the reason I want to talk about this, because what I think is that I'm thinking this is the Snyder Cut. Oh, yeah, I think so. Like I said, no, nobody else is talking about it, but I think it is because, like I said, we know the Snyder Cut doesn't exist. They never filmed it. They never, you know, finished the CGI on it. But DC actually has a track record of using like unused scripts and repurposing them for other projects. They've done it before. So I'm thinking they did take pieces of the Snyder Cut because the thing is, people keep saying, why don't they use the animated guys to work on these movies? They do. <laughs> the same guy that, you know, make all these DC movies and like that, he was working on BVS. He was working on Just League, all this shit like that. So he was privy to all the scripts uh, Zack Snyder used. So he probably did look at Zack Snyder's script and you're like, you know what? He's not doing shit with it. I'm going to just work some things around, fit in my universe, bam, bam, boom, bam, 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 thank you, ma'am, and make a movie. That's it. Because Zack Snyder, you know, like his third Just League or second Just League movie was like Darkseid was going to come to Earth, kick everybody's ass, time was going to go by, and it's just going to be popular uh, hell on Earth. 
which is basically what this movie looks like. The same thing. So I'm just like, okay. You know, um, and let me read as I said, because like I said, DC has done this before. Uh, they had a movie, and I, I don't know why I never got a chance to talk about this on this show, but in like in the 2000, early 2000, they were working on the Green Arrow uh, movie. And the movie's going to be called Supermax, where Green Arrow's going to be form, uh, framed for a crime he didn't commit. He was going to be stuck in the Supermax with all of his supervillains that he arrested before. Some weird shit was going to go down, and he's going to have to fight his way out of the prison past his, all, all the supervillains. So, movie never got made. But, fast forward it to, I guess, 2018, 2016, something like that. Arrow has a TV show. Same thing happens. He gets blocked up for a crime he didn't commit. Stuck in prison with all his supervillains. Got to fight his way out. It was the entire season six of Arrow. Uh, well, not the entire season, but like the first half of the season. But anyway, that was the repurposed script they used. Also, uh, and the, like the, the like the Joe Schumacher. Yeah, the Joe Schumacher era of the Batman movie. So you had Batman, Robin, Batman, Fabs, like that. The next movie after it was going to be called Batman Triumphant, where Batman was going to get hallucinate, uh, get a hallucinogen by a Scarecrow and start imagining that the Joker is still fucking with him. That's actually the plot of the video game Arkham Knight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they just repurposed it for that, you know. Um, yeah, so that's all that. And then also, him and Robin in that same movie were going to get into a fight and, you know, break up shit like that, which... The whole plot of Arkham Knight was that he was fighting Jason Todd and shit. So, so that's what DC does. They will take old property, old scripts they don't use, repurpose them, and do that again. So I'm thinking they actually did take cues from the Snyder Cut. Now, nobody is talking about this, but like we always do on this show, the shit that we talk about now, people will talk about six months from now be a big thing, and they pretend like we never said it. So, whatever. That's what we <laughs> uh, what is we gonna talk about? Yeah. Here? So let's tell the two people who are listening. Right. <laughs> and they be like, hey. Say, hey, the bullies said this shit first. We said it first. Cause we always say it. We always do this shit six months later. It gets popular and it's like and they think like it's a brand new idea. We've already said this shit. And just like I said, uh oh, segue. Are you done yet? I'm done. I'm yeah. <laughs> okay. Segway. Palpatine. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Okay. <laughs> I said on our review on both Geek Savs mm-hmm. and the bullies review of Rise of Skywalker that, you know. Palpatine was a clone, and how how did they clone him and shit? Well, they basically ripped off Dark Empire, because that's what they did. Okay. So the Rise of Skywalker novel was like advanced copies were released at C2E2 last week, mm-hmm. and it basically confirms that, yes, Palpatine was a clone, and that when Darth Vader threw him off the shit, the balcony, and he was falling, he basically force-projected his life force mm-hmm. into one of the clones. Okay. Problem was back then. This was thirty years ago in the Star Wars universe. They hadn't perfected a way to clone Palpatine that could sustain his power because he was so powerful in the dark side that mm-hmm. every time he went into a body, the body would start deteriorating. That's why he's all fucked up in Rise of Skywalker, and he's on all those tubes and IVs and shit because he was just so so ill that the the every clone was breaking down. So. That's essentially the plot to Dark Empire, which is a comic book that came out like in the 90s. Dark Horse put it out. And okay. I said back in, back then when we first talked about it, it sounds like the plot of Dark, Dark Empire. And now it's pretty much been confirmed. And um, yeah, I said it first. Oh, I think they also <laughs> – you did say it first. I think they also said that his son wasn't his son but like another oh, clone of him. Oh, yeah. I guess that's another – 
part in the book. There's all kinds of added because, you know, in the novels, the Star Wars novels, they're all full of added tidbits and shit. There's like there's like scenes in in Phantom, the Phantom Menace novelization where little Anakin is like, you know, facing off with the sand people and shit and like Wampa's attack off and the Empire Strikes Back and shit like that. Okay. You know, so but yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Ray's dad was um, a, a Palpatine clone, but which didn't have I'm, the force. Which I'm fine with. Yeah, that, yeah. So he didn't fuck anybody. He just cloned himself. That, but it was a clone that, that did, yeah. yeah, that didn't have the force. Yeah. So that's why they he discarded it. You know. So and this is all stuff. I mean, you know, it's not so far fetched because you know, the Clone Wars. I mean, it's <laughs> they had a whole war involving clones. So. You know, the fact that he, you know, Palpatine had worked on clones and, you know, he always talked about, you know, Darth Plagueis, you know, cheating death and shit that he had this constituent plan to, you know, after he was dead, that he would somehow live on. And that's what he had done. So not too far fetched, you know, I, I so. get it. Yeah, honestly, all that makes sense. I'm completely fine with that uh, novelization and the plot of it. I just feel like it's all recon. I feel like yeah. they just now thought about this shit now. Like, okay, we got it. It might even be a fan fiction. They might even heard you, Eli, and they were like, you know what? That's a smart ass idea. Let's go with that. Yeah, yeah. Or Dark Empire. They just read. Dark. Oh, they finally read Dark Empire. You know, we did the same shit. Oh, did we? Let's do that. Yeah, because like you know, let's let they they have been stealing from the extended universe the whole time. You know, so right. it makes they it say just, it's not canon, but at the same time, they canonize everything yeah, from it. Yeah, they're just changing shit around, you know. <laughs> so. Which I'm fine. I mean, it's nothing different from what Marvel does. I mean, Marvel never translates yeah. everything on the block, they just pick and choose and cherry pick what they like. So, yeah, I don't see having a problem with Star Wars doing the same thing. Yeah, Idris Elba on, 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 on you know, on Asgard, sure. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> no, yeah, we like I said, we bought all that time travel. You know, in, in Endgame, even though it broke like every Doctor Who rule. Right. You know? <laughs> but, we, but hey, fuck it. We don't give a shit. It's time travel. It doesn't exist anyway. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> you can make your own rules for any movie you want. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, right. Okay, so we can move on to The Batman. The Batman. The Batman. Okay. Or we like to call it The Bat and the Furious. Oh, that's yeah. clever. Because we have, they throw the picture of the Batmobile and it just looks like a souped-up Dodge Charger. It looks like something Vin Diesel would drive or did yeah. drive in, you know, Fast Furious 6 or 7 or whatever. Uh, so. Looks like Blades. Like that fucking, what was he driving? He was, he was, he was Dodge driving Charger. a Charger. Yeah. yeah, a Charger, yeah. Yeah, it's a popular car. A lot of a lot of badasses drive Dodge Chargers in movies. Isn't and that now General Batman's... Lee? Isn't that the General Lee? <laughs> Oh my god! Yes, I'm saying that, but I used to watch Dukes of Hazard every day. I mean, every week. <laughs> like if Friday came on, I watched it and I saw the Confederate flag. But I'm like, but I like the show. <laughs> I should be bad, but I didn't. So yes, Batman is driving the General Lee. <laughs> so uh, it does have like this souped up turbo engine, jet engine in the back of the car that lights up bright red, stuff like that. So we're probably gonna see him like you know, shoot off like a rocket or some shit or whatever. So it probably has some shit to it, you know. But like I said, it's minimalistic. I guess that's the rule, the, the rule they're going with, you know. Yeah. With everything Batman is and everything they're doing with this and this, this isn't a tank, you know. This isn't uh, Ben Affleck's, you know, futuristic car or concept car or anything like that. It's just a 
Dodge Charger, he just took and souped up, you know. Like I said, I, I know I told this joke online, but I guess Lucius Fox is a used car salesman at a Dodge dealership, and he just slapped the hood of it. This boy, gets, this baby gets 20 miles to the gallon. <laughs> you know, and he just bought it, and that's it. So, um, but I'm fine with that. Like I said. I thought, I, I thought it looked cool, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, basically you know, what you're doing, you're, you're selling me on this is the world you're making. Like, this yeah. is my Batman, this is my Batmobile. As long as you keep that consistent tone, I'm on board. Don't do some shit like uh like Age of Ultron, you know, where they sell the trailer as he's this emotionless Terminator and he's gonna be the most vicious, evil alien AI robot we've ever seen. And we watch the movie and he's just telling jokes and shit like that, and acting like an evil Tony Stark. You know, don't <laughs> yeah. do that. You know, keep a consistent tone. So as long as you're telling me this is the Batman world you're giving us, that's fine. Now here's the thing, Eli. Uh, another yeah. reason I'm fine with this also because people haven't realized it haven't put in the connection that this movie is a period piece movie. This movie takes place in the nineties. Oh yeah? Yeah. So he's I did not know that. Yeah. I knew yeah. it was gonna be like early in his career. That's all I yeah, know. In the nineties. I didn't know they were, you know so he's gonna be like jamming closing time. Right. <laughs> Nirvana and all this shit like that. You listen to Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre, you know. Yeah, well hopefully it has a better soundtrack than Captain Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hope hopefully. Uh because it's a thing. Because what we've learned, even though with Birds of Prey underperforming, it seems like the DCEU is not dead. So yeah. this technically could be a prequel to the Ben Affleck Batman. Yeah, yeah. Because like be, I said, yeah. he already said Batman's been doing his Batman thing for twenty years. If they had the movie in the nineties, well, actually, they'd be the two thousands now. Fuck it. Maybe they push it back. We don't know. Yeah, we're old. We're 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 that old. Where the two thousands is all. Oh my god! Considered think a long time. It's ago. gonna be a period piece with the two thousands. The new thousand. Jeez. Y two K. Holy shit! Damn, I don't want to relive that shit. Yeah. But that, maybe that's what they're gonna do. Like I said, at the time when they made BBS, the '90s made sense to be a period piece. But now they literally could make it to 2000s and still be a period piece, and it could still be, you know, pre-Batman, you know, pre-Ben Affleck or whatever. So yeah, all that America Online dial-up connection. And... Yeah, that would be so sad, man. <laughs> <laughs> no internet, Flip analog, yeah, analog cell phones. Oh man, no iPhones. Ugh. Yeah. Uh. Uh, I don't want to go back Discmans. to that. Motherfuckers still bumping Discmans with the bass boost. Right. Song shuffle. Two TVs. <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Oh, yeah. So that's the Batman. What else we got on the list? Um, you want to talk about Chris? Well, let's stick with Batman. Want to talk about Christian okay. Bale? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So Christian Bale has been confirmed. Like I said, we knew he was in Thor Ragnarok or Love and Thunder or whatever the fuck the movie is called. We knew he was in it. But we didn't know his role he was playing. We still don't know what role he's playing. But what we do know is that he is the villain of the movie. Oh, now, yeah. everybody's, you know, suspecting who he's going to play. You know, oh, he's going to be Beta Ray Bill. Now, we know he's not going to be Beta Ray Bill. So, that's done. Uh, some people saying he might be Galactus. Maybe. He's, he's eating right now to gain weight for the role. You know, that's, that's what you're <laughs> But, Eli, I want you to tell them. Who he's playing right now? Like I said, the comic bullies—we're never wrong. We're always right. Well, so, you, you, you're me. I have no theory at all. You do. I was. I you, was. I do. You do. His um, thing. I do. But you—you you have more experience with this shit than I do. So that's because I know you know his really? name. 
I know his name. You know his name. Okay, so Chris, I'm gonna tell you who Christian Bale is playing right now, and Eli's gonna give you the name of the guy he's playing. I don't know the name, but I know who he's playing. So I guarantee you, <laughs> we're gonna work together on this. I guarantee okay. you, Christian this Bale. Flea flicker. We do. <laughs> no, he's not gonna be paced by Pete or no shit like that. You know. <laughs> So Christian Bale, and I'm guaranteeing you right now, I'm putting my, my, my stake on it right now. He is playing the CEO of Roxanne. Oh, okay. okay. I get I guess see what you're saying. So what's the what's the guy's name, Eli? Because I don't know it because I know you read I those. forget. He's Mastod- or Mastodon. He's the Minotaur. He's the Minotaur, right. But he's got some weird name, Dario. Something like that. I don't know. I just know him as the Minotaur. Anyway, <laughs> Christian Bale's gonna be a big ass Minotaur. Okay. We're telling you that right now because that's what's going to happen. He's going to be Christian Bale through the movie. He's going to be okay. Christian Bale, evil ass asshole CEO, because they don't want you to. They don't want you to know that at the end of the movie, he's going to Minotaur. He's going to fight Natalie Portman, uh, Christian Hemsworth, maybe both of them, Beta Ray Bill. I don't know. He's going to fight somebody. That's we're telling you this right now. That's where we're going. Why? Because Marvel, if nothing else, is predictable with their storytelling. Okay. That's what they do. They're so not going to play Kane. Because I was going to say Kang. But, <laughs> but I, but, it would be okay. awesome, but that would be too clever. They're not going to pull Kang out. Not, they're not going to pull Kang out the dick just yet. they got to save Kang. Yeah, I mean, they got to save him for... I mean, yeah, that's the thing. is Galactus and Silver Surfer without the Fantastic Four. Some people I say mean, he might have been Mephisto. They're not going to go there yet. Mephisto, yeah. 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 I, think, I think that would be too heavy for an MCU movie. I'm just trying to think because I'm not a I'm not a big Thor guy, so I'm like, well, who's all his villains? And I guess they would be like space guys. I mean, they so. do have space guys, but he got like some Earth guys too. He fight, you know what? He on Earth, he just fights everybody else's villain. Like he fight the Juggernaut all the time and shit. You know, yeah. Uh, he got the Wrecking Crew, but they're not like like the tough bad guys. They're like the guys he like the level one boss fights. You know, he beats these guys in the first five panels of the book and then goes do, do some other shit. You know, yeah. Uh, he's got this rock monster. He fights Ulick the Conqueror or some shit. Always some cool fights and shit, but you know, he got some fight. But he needs something to separate himself because otherwise, because a, a lot of Thor's villains they all like do the same shit, you know. So now the Guardian's big... gonna be in this because he's isn't he with the Guardians? Oh yeah, so he'll be in the Guardian. But I think I'm I, I don't know where they're gonna go with that. I'm thinking it's gonna be a cameo. I think they're gonna just drop him off and be like, okay, Thor, bye. And it's gonna be it. Yeah, you know. So we'll see. <laughs> um, yeah, he's playing a big ass Minotaur, or he be playing Batman. <laughs> By then, Marvel had bought DC. But <laughs> so anyway, good news for Ben Affleck because you got uh, Michael Keaton's playing a bad guy, Chris Bell playing a bad guy. So yeah, Ben Affleck, you're looking good. You're next. <laughs> You'll be somebody. Um, shit, I think I said. I guess we're gonna move on to the next part of the podcast. Sure. Yeah. Now, yeah. Let's jump to the video game section. Okay. Right. Yeah. So the video game section. Uh, briefly, want to talk about. Two things we're going to talk about. Actually, Mortal Kombat had a tournament tonight called Final Combat. So uh-huh. uh, I didn't know they had a tournament. I don't really take Mortal Kombat seriously as a fighting game. So having them have a professional fighting game tournament, I didn't, eh, I'm like, whatever. I'll watch it to, you know, to see if it, you know, if I can take it seriously like the other fighting games I see. But that's not what I'm here to talk about. They released, at the end of the tournament, they released a new character. Yeah. And the character released was Al Simmons, a.k.a. Spawn. Mm-hmm. And he was voiced by, is it Keith David or David Keith? I can't confuse. David Keith. Are you sure? Right. Oh shit. Because they're they're two. They're actually two different guys. Yeah. One's David white, Keith. One, or, yeah. One's one of them was guy. in in uh, Major League Two. 
<laughs> and the other one is, you know, the voice of Spawn and the number two part of what was it? Tales from the Hood. He was in, yeah, he was in like the thing and the one everybody live. with Ernie Hudson. <laughs> yeah, he's in They Live and you know, right. Spot Roddy. Keith David. Keith David. Okay, so David Keith is somebody else. Okay. Yeah, I like that guy. But um, yeah, so Spawn is in this. Got all his moves. He got his cape. He's got his chains. He'll put guns out on you and shit. Uh, his fatality actually has the cape. Like the cape will like rip your limbs off or some shit. Or, or, or like skin you alive or some shit. I can't remember what it was. It looked awesome as fuck. So, and then at the end, he'll like bow to Malboja or some shit. You know, he even oh, tried to cool. recruit, like his intro to Scorpion, he tried to recruit uh, Scorpion to conquer hell. Oh, no Scorpion, shit. Yeah, Scorpion's like, well, I would, but I'm going to lead charge. And like, nah, it didn't work like that. And then they just fought, because, you know, they're both like hell demons and shit, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, look pretty fucking awesome. Like I said, Mortal Kombat 11 just completely impressed. It's a pretty game to look at. It's not a fun game to play. That's just me. No. So I'm going to watch this it, turn. It's, I, yeah, I have fun with it. I, that's one of the few fighting games. That and Tekken are like the two fighting yeah. games that I still buy, that I'll still buy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, cause I'm curious. Or Injustice, which is basically Mortal Kombat with superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like one. I like it. I like the first injustice, but I think the second injustice they start throwing in so many damn new mechanics. I'm just like, I can't fuck with this. Nope, I'm done. <laughs> I like the simplicity of the first one. You know, yeah, um, and that's how I see. Yeah, Mortal Kombat is just you know, that's, that's it's just about, that. Yeah, that's the thing yeah. about these fighting Like they throw so many mechanics. Oh, you can do this. Oh, you can bounce out of this. Oh, you can do that. You can do the rollback. And like, I don't want to do all this shit. Give me something simple. Yeah. You know, that's why I still say the best Street Fighter is Street Fighter Two, the first one without all the bullshit. For the old Super Nintendo? Yes. Hadouken, 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 Shoryuken. Not yeah. all the EX cancels and the Super and the Critical Art and the V-Trigger and the V-Skill. And the, no. Simple shit. <laughs> Meter Pretty burn. And- <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So, oh. Oh, and another thing with Mortal Kombat. This is actually what had more interest in even Spawn. Mortal Kombat has an animated movie coming out. No shit. R-rated. I think I heard about this. Was it on, like, is Netflix doing it? I don't know. I, I don't know who's doing it. I, they just released It's coming on Blu-ray, but I don't know if, like, a streaming site is oh, going to get anything like yeah, that. I thought, I thought, I think somebody else is doing Oh, they, there's a there's an Aliens vs. Predator anime that's supposed to be coming to Netflix. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's already, like, done. They, like, bought it or some shit, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. But this, this Mortal Kombat one looks crazy. It's, uh, basically, it's about Scorpion, you know. Okay. Scorpion story. You know, he was a ninja. Got killed by Sub Zero. He makes a deal with the devil. Comes back. You know he does all the get over here and like, kills people like that. Like it's super bloody. Uh, they were f bombs dropping left right in the trailer, so you know it's gonna be real. Uh, Johnny Cage flipping somebody off. They got fatalities in it, so this is gonna they going balls to the walls with this. You know yeah. because you know Mortal Kombat was actually you know bought by Warner Brothers, who was owned by AT and T. DC was actually doing their comics like uh, a couple years ago. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so I'm excited about that. I'm like, okay, I get to see the story of Mortal Kombat. Let's see what that is. So, yeah. Because, uh, uh, like I said, the same guys that were doing the Injustice storylines in the video games were doing the Mortal Kombat storylines in video games also. So they say that shit is like, just like a movie. You know? And I think yeah. that movie comes out next year or the year after next, whatever. That and Massive Kung Fu. Oh, yeah, the, the James Wan one? Yeah. yeah, he's doing that. Okay, yeah, James Wan is doing that one. So, yeah, that's going to be awesome. Uh, it was someone's want to talk about the video game section. Oh yeah, P- PS4, uh, PS5, and Xbox. I want to make some quick shit. They listed the specs of what they're gonna be. 
And I just want to say something about the specs. They does look like that the Xbox Xbox Series X, whatever it's going to be called, is like the next biggest thing or whatever. So that's cool, but it doesn't matter which one is more powerful. Because at the end of the day, the weakest one is the one that they're going to make the games for. The more powerful one doesn't even matter. It's called parity. They're not going to overwork themselves to put all extra features in a more powerful system. It's like when the PS3 and the Xbox 360 came out. PS3 was supposed to be a lot more powerful than the Xbox 360, but the 360 is what they made all the games for, so when you got the games, there was no difference. It didn't matter. So, same way with this shit. So just buy whichever one is cheaper. I'm telling you. That's my advice. So, uh, that being said, move on to the next part of the podcast. Sure. Okay, so this is the uh, comic books bullies, where we talk about comic books, and we're going to talk about the ones that came out this week, and I'm trying to see which one I'm going to talk about. Uh, shit, let me start with this X book first. This was a weird one. Um, Marauders number seven, I think. Okay. Yeah, let me do Marauders number seven. So this is the one where you, uh, okay, let me just start. So, uh, this is the one where the book starts off with Pyro. I'm sorry, Marauders number nine. Damn, this shit flying. Okay. So the book starts off with uh, Pyro landing off the Marauders ship going to Rakoa. He's got a girl hitting on stuff like that. He's at a party and he sees Jean Grey on a Trans Am, well, a Pontiac Trans Am, and they drive off around Krakoa just having fun. Now, of course, this whole thing is a dream sequence like I thought it was because it was actually constructed by uh, Emma Frost. And the reason she's doing that is because Pyro has been hacked. Uh, Yellow Jacket, and not Hank Pym, the Yellow Jacket from, you know, the Ant-Man movie, the bad guy, he has shrunk himself and now is swimming in Pyro's inside so he can sneak into Krakoa, like being a spy, because he's working for the Hellfire Club because he's mad at uh, Krakoa or the X-Men for basically putting him out of business because his drug company is putting is you know cutting his profits. So he's trying to sneak into Pyro to get in there, but they found him. So Emma Frost is playing an uh, image in his head to make uh, Yellow Jacket think that that's what he's seeing. And eventually they trick him and do some shit. Magneto finally finds him, uses magnetic powers, pull him out. Uh, throws him in the ocean for some reason. I don't know why they don't expect him shit like that. I don't know. Uh, and then oh, Kitty Pride is dead, and they can't bring her back. And the book ends. Yeah, this was a. I don't know. <laughs> it, I haven't been keeping up with the book. Like I said, I haven't been keeping up with the last Marauders book I read was like number six. Now I'm on number nine. I don't know what the fuck is going on. So you haven't read it? You haven't read those other ones? No. I, like the last one I read was Kitty Pryde going to the bottom of the ocean. I was like, oh, she's going to get out of this. And they were like, no, she's dead. I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay. So I'm pretty sure they're going to figure out how to get it back. But yeah, I don't know what the fuck's going on in this book. I was thinking they would give you like some cliff notes. No cliff notes. They just throw you in the shit. Uh, Pyro's riding around with uh, Jean Grey and a Pontiac. And you're like, oh, you're supposed to just know what the fuck's going on. I'm like, okay. And they beat Yellow Jacket in like the first 10 pages. So it's just going to go on to some other shit. I'm like, okay. So, yeah, three out of five. I, I hate it when, because this thing, every comic is somebody's first comic. So when you pick it up, you don't want to be like lost as fuck. You at least give me quick notes to find out what the fuck going on. You know, I'm just lost. I don't know what the hell's going on with this book. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Would you give it a four out of five? <laughs> oh, no, three, three out of five. I only okay. picked it up because Bishop was on the cover. Okay. <laughs> now, I do want to say something about Bishop that I like because I know back in the '90s, Bishop had, Bishop had like this uh like this Jerry curl, you know, he showed up from the future. I'm like, I never liked that hairstyle. Now he's got dreads, 
So any black superhero with dreads, I'm buying a book. Whether it's shitty like this or not. So, yeah. All right. Well, I guess I'll do uh, the since we're on Marvel, I'll do Spider-Man Noir number one. Um, so this is uh, Spider-Man Noir coming back. He's returned. Uh, written by Margaret Stoll and Art. Him, but okay. Yeah, he well, well, that's what they said. He they thought he was dead, but he survived. Because um, of course he does. Yeah, uh, for a time it's, it's, it's for a time, you know, they thought he was dead. He vanished. He was presumed dead. But after a Nazi zeppelin was brought down over Midtown by a pair of wall crawling interlopers, whisper of his returns have begun anew. So we don't really know how he got back, but uh, you know, and I never read Spider Man Noir ever. So I just picked this up because I thought it looked cool. And the art is really good. Who's this guy? Juan Ferreira. Okay. Good art. Awesome art. So this is just a hard-boiled detective story. You know, take place in the in the 40s, 40s or 50s or whatever. And, you know, uh, mobsters and, uh, you know, the kingpin as thugs and shit. He's a crime boss, you know. And, and uh, Peter Parker is this hard-boiled detective in the fedora. He's, he's investigating a murder. Someone got killed at the Black Cat nightclub, and uh, he uncovers this uh, some sort of conspiracy plot involving, you know, the Nazis. And he ends up going uh, flying at the end of the book. He ends up flying across to England to go investigate. Um, but this was a lot of fun. I surprisingly enjoyed this. It started out with just action, like you know, he's got guns and shit, and trench coat, and you know, he looked like a mobster. It was like a lot of fun. And he's, he's flipping and. You know, a lot of fun action right off the bat, really cool action. And then it settled into the whole detective story. And, um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I give it a four out of five. I'm, I'm, I just don't I'm, trust Marvel with their detective noir stories. I don't know. It's because it's, it's Marvel. Yeah. I mean, it's not, yeah, it's not fucking, you know, it's not, not Brubaker doing criminal or anything. Right. Or, you know, it ain't Sin City. You know, right. it ain't no Frank Miller shit. You know what I'm saying? You know, there's no chicks stuffed in a refrigerator <laughs> and it, it's spider-man it's spider-man yeah it's spider-man you know solving you know crimes and you know the pulp crime novel type of you know influence it's there yeah it's it's not totally harsh and brutal and dark but uh it was fun i mean i i, I enjoyed it and i like the art is great the art is awesome so. cool cool all right oh did you give it a score yeah, four out of five. Oh, I'm, cool. I'm, I'm probably going to check pick up the next one because I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> Spider-Man, okay. Yes. Yeah. Oh, all right. I mean, if you pick it up, I might I might pick it up myself, jump on the bandwagon too, just to see what the fuck's going on. Now, I yeah. feel like I'm, I want to know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so the next book I'm going to read, what's the name of this book? Uh, I probably should say it for last, but I'm not. This is uh, Strange Adventures. Number one? Okay, yeah. Oh, fuck, it's on the banner. Let's look I, up. No peer pressure this time. I almost picked it up because all y'all were, and I was like, you know you what? Know this is in, you know this is right up our alley. You know this I, is. I was like, not nah, fuck it. I come on, you know that stuff. Tom King deconstruction <laughs> about a hero, but not, you know, all that. This, this is the shit we live for, man. <laughs> uh, Yeah, okay, so Adam Strange. And this book didn't go okay. Let me give some background on who Adam Strange is because he's like a very obscure D list, D list hero. So I'm gonna just give for the listeners who he is. Basically, Adam Strange thing, is, and he's been around since like the 50s or some shit. He's a regular dude, archaeologist. 
he found this space beam called the Zeta beam that zaps him to another planet like billions of miles away. Uh, and he goes there and he finds this beautiful princess because, of course, that's what you do. Uh, he finds his kingdom that announced him as their savior. He's been prophesied the one supposed to save them from their, you know, save their kingdom. So he gets like this space suit. He gets this rocket pack, this laser pistol, and he go fights for the to save their kingdom. But he can only stay there for a certain amount of time. How much time is different? Maybe a week, maybe a month, maybe a year, whatever. And he has to teleport back to Earth. So while he's back to Earth, he just always searches and uses his archaeological brain to find out when that Zeta beam is going to pop up again. When it's there, he tries to find his way to get there so he can teleport back over there so he can fight monsters and, and ha have sex with the beautiful princess, you know. <coughs> oh, Corona. Okay, so <laughs> so that's his thing. Um, so that's what the book is. So the book is right now, actually, the way it is now, it didn't go the way I think it is. So Adder Strange is on Earth. And he's this big celebrity. He has this book signing uh, that he, you know, people always come to him for. He's doing all these talk shows. He's doing like the press circuit. And he's just talking about the book. And the book is detailing his like The book is called Strange Adventures. But he's just talking about his life on planet Ran. Ran is the planet that he gets teleported Zeta Beam to or whatever like that. And his wife, uh, Elena, who's the princess of their planet, she's here also. How she got here, I don't know. i figure it out later on. But that's the thing. So he's at his book signing. Everybody's cool. They like his stories. They think he's awesome. But you got this one asshole in the crowd that's cursing him out, calling him a baby killer and how he killed all these people. And he's not really this war hero. He's this murderer because we read the book. Uh, these people are just trying to protect themselves. He just went out there. So basically, you know, they're trying to paint him as like, like everybody else is painting him as this war hero that he saved ran. But this asshole is basically making it seem like that he just went out just murdering people just for no reason, just in the name of Rand. It just made it seem like it was Rand, you know. And basically, the guy dies later on in the book. <laughs> he gets shot in the head by a laser. Nobody knows what happened. It's all in the news. Everybody thinks Adam Strange did it. Adam Strange is like, oh, shit, let me find out. Let me, I need somebody to help me. So he goes to Batman. And he's like, Batman, I need you to investigate this murder interrogate me that way we can make sure that i had nothing to do because everybody think i had something to do with it bama's like nope and so but i will find a guy that's as smart as me that can do this shit and help you out he's like hey thanks all i asked for and the book ends with mr terrific walking through the door he's like i'm gonna help you out and find get to the bottom of this mystery and the end um yeah so i i i briefly heard what ryan talked about it gomer talked about it. he hated the book i didn't hate it it wasn't what I expected. It, it didn't go where I thought it was going to go. I thought it was going to be like Alan Moore wrote it back in the 80s where he everybody just thought Adam Strange was like fucking crazy. Because he just on a, he's just like on Earth, he's just a regular human. But he telling all these fantastical stories about Planet Ran, a planet nobody's ever heard of, nobody went to. He just sounded like a crazy dude. So I thought they were going to go that angle like, oh, it's all in his head. It's all in his mind. It's like that. No, he didn't do that. No, Adam Strange is a superhero in the Justice League, all this shit like that. But they just treating him like, uh, like basically any time a war hero comes back from from war, and they treat them like murderers and baby killers like that. That's the angle he's going with. Which I'm like, I don't know if that's as interesting, but I'll go with it. Okay. Uh, I do like one thing that that was a visual cue that I didn't realize first. Time I read it again that there are two different artists on the book. One okay. artist is like when he's on Earth and he's doing the book signing, celebrities like that. They got like this. This artist, you know, that there's like real life detail and shit like that. So like realistic, real life. And that's the the earth art. 
Now, when he's in Ran and in space, that's that comic booky art that, that, that you want you expect to see when you're in it. So it's contrast, you know, like every other page, like different art styles with it. What I thought was actually pretty interesting, you know, for a book, what they did. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm interested to see where it's going to go because I've always liked Adam Strange as a character. He's basically John, John Carter from Mars. He's basically that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's all he is, but I'm just curious to see where it's going to go with it. Tom King, when he's in short bursts like this, he doesn't let me down. So I'm just kind of curious to see where it goes from this. I do think that um, it's black label, but it doesn't feel black label-ish. Oh, it is, it is black label? It's oh, black shit. label, yeah. But you expect black How label. How much was it? Uh, Like $5. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. You know, the black label, the DC is kind of hurting your pockets lately, but yeah, this one wasn't that bad. <laughs> so, but at the same time, why they keep bleeping out words like shit and stuff like that? You know, go all out. Black yeah, label man. me up. You know, fuck, titties, ass, bat it, dick. Right. <laughs> bat wing. <laughs> just swinging, just all over, just free. <laughs> you know, just go all out, man. I don't know why they keep holding back this black label like this. I don't know. So, yeah, overall, I'm going to give the book a. Uh, only, I'm, I'm a, honestly, I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5 because I did like how the contrasting art style did make you feel like you was in one planet and the next page you was another planet. And I thought they, they portrayed that very well. And it wasn't predictable like I thought, oh, he's just crazy. It's all in his head. Tom King in the back of the book with the interview specifically said he wasn't going to go that angle because it's been done before. So, yeah. Cool. Alright. Um, well, since we're on DC, mm-hmm. I guess the only other shit I read on DC was Batman? Batman okay. 90? Yeah. I wanted to talk about this, but I'm going to let you talk about it, but I'm going to interject some well, things. Well, you can, you can, no, 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 um, no, 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 You can join. We'll, it will be a joint effort. So, cool. Uh, Collaboration. <laughs> yes. You know, so so this is the, the, the Dark Designs uh, Part 5. Mm-hmm. So what's been going on is there's some mystery villain called the Designer who has basically pit um all of batman's villains against him to pull off the ultimate crime or whatever the ultimate fuck around fuck up batman um he's had death stroke with a bunch of uh other assassins going around causing diversions and um he had it picks up right after last issue where harley quinn is uh he basically let harley quinn take over his drones to sort of cause a diversion and keep the keep death strokes and the assassins busy, you know? Mm-hmm. So Harley Quinn's got Jones and she's fucking shooting at him and shit. Um, pretty funny. Um, and so he's with Catwoman, and, um, she's basically telling her, telling him about what had happened and that it was, uh, back in the day with a flashback. Um, she was in on it back when, uh, Batman first started and was fucking around with Robin and all that. The villains, like back in the 60s or mm-hmm. whatever, because Bat Catwoman's got her purple outfit and shit. The Riddler and Penguin and Joker, they all met with this guy called the 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 designer. And he's saying that, you know, he had experience with, you know, crime and, and he had a detective that was always foiling all his all his uh his jobs. So he made it his point to you know, defeat him once and for all, and he was going to help Batman's villains do the same shit. So they all have a meeting with uh, this design, this designer. Cat Catwoman goes in and says her ultimate crime is, you know, she w- she wants to rob like a billionaire. You know, uh, Penguin goes in and says he wants to assassinate all his his enemies and become mayor. 
Uh, Riddler goes in and says, yeah, I want to create this huge, you know, labyrinth, technological labyrinth that will cripple the city's infrastructure, you know. And then the Joker goes in and basically drives him mad. <laughs> uh, the, the, the designer comes out and says, okay, this guy's fucked up and I got to kill him because he's fucked up. And he tries to kill the rest of them, but they end up like, you know, fighting. And then Joker straight up kills the designer says you know so that's when catwoman knew like okay and that's when she got a glimpse of what joker will become so whatever the joker said Mm -hmm. you know because the designer was like what's your ultimate crime what's the most you know the best heist you could ever pull the best job that you could ever pull off and joke whatever he told the joker the designer said okay you gotta gotta kill everybody (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) this guy cannot go on so um so but the, but joker ends up shooting him and he's thought to have been dead so now we're in the present time and the designer is somehow still alive and it still knows all of the criminals plans including uh Catwoman's, which was to rob a billionaire and then batman's like oh shit i gotta get going because right. you were trying to rob me and my family weren't you bitch and he takes <laughs> off so that means the designer's trying to rob me so he takes off and that's where the book ends yeah, continued. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's a lot of stuff in there. This is a slower na- a slower book than what Tinny has been giving us before, but I like it because it's giving us yeah. some backstory on it. You know, uh, yeah. basically what the designer is doing, all the plans because that assassin. I'm gonna get a team of assassins and go kill people. That was Ping was playing. That designer is like, no, I'm gonna take your plans and use it against you. you know? Yeah. So that's what he's doing now. And I'm thinking that's pretty interesting. Now, here's what I want to talk about. The designer talked about an old detective or old hero he used to fight. Yeah, I think I know, I know what he's talking about. I think, and I and I when I was reading this, I'm like, I wonder if Leroy's going to bring this up. I, I, yeah, that's why I was like, I'm like, oh <laughs> shit, I think I know what he's talking about. I think he's talking about the shadow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I think. But you like said, DC may at, or may not fir- own the rule right Yeah, at first I was thinking Zorro because they were sword fighting at first, but mm-hmm. then as as he kept talking about his thing, it looked a little bit yeah, like the shadow or you know, or even the spirit. Whatever. <laughs> Somebody like, it. and you know, it could be anybody. The fuck, spirit, yeah. shadow, Zara, whatever. One of those yeah. guys. But I guess who it is, it doesn't really matter because they're not gonna show up anyway. But I just thought that was pretty interesting. Also, like you said about the Joker about his plans, I think what they're doing is hitting it in this story. Like, okay, because we all remember the Joker used to be this jokey guy, stuff like that, pulling heist stuff like that. Now all of a sudden he's a mass murderer, cutting his own face off, and shit like that. And I think yeah. what they're saying is that this is the beginning of that. Yeah, you know this is where he started like like to go off the rails because like I said right at, at the first at first Joker is with him like we don't see Joker with Penguin or Riddler Catwoman nowadays because they don't fuck with him because they're like okay this guy is too crazy we can't be around him yeah but he's cool with them now so I'm thinking like this is the point where they just split ways like okay we can't hang around you anymore because you're insane yeah you know and that's what Catwoman said she goes that was the first time I got a glimpse into the Joker's eyes and I could see the madness and the that he's basically evil incarnate mm-hmm. you know <laughs> and I think whatever plan because all the plans they have the designer made for him and I'm thinking that whatever plan because we know the Joker war is coming so I'm thinking mm-hmm. whatever that is that is designer's plan that Joker gave that he gave Joker yeah I think that's yeah. what it is oh and you know why this book is selling so high because everybody thought Punchline was going to be in it Oh yeah, she's yeah. nowhere in it, and but the designer is. <laughs> the designer's in there, 
I don't, I don't like his design. <laughs> yeah, he was a little like. Yeah, he's a little fluffy. Like, yeah, literally you call yourself a designer, but this shit ugly as hell. Man. <laughs> Keep it simple, you know. So yeah. that, that's my thing with the book. So yeah, Tenny Ten is killing it with this book, man. I mean, he he he's out the gates, just just going. I'm I'm loving. Yeah. Well, this was this is where it kind of slowed down. This is where we got some exposition, but mm-hmm. the exposition was cool because we got to see those old flashbacks, and basically ex- explain like it furthered the story, and and was intriguing. You know, it wasn't just you know flashbacks of, you know, just just for what you know just to explain what was happening. It was just no, this is launching the story into a new direction because yeah it's just been all action-packed yeah i mean and they say he earned this slow issue because he's given us batman beating ass like last five issues yeah he he's he's earned this yeah awesomely beaten ass right the the art is still great right (laughs) yeah yeah this is like the best batman has been in a long time (laughs) that's the thing now we've gotten past the tom king deconstruction of the trauma of Batman. Like, okay, yeah, we get it. Now we're just getting just Batman just fucking up people and using gadgets and, you know, hitting bad guys with trucks and shit. Like, okay, Batman is... I feel like Batman is back reading this. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know what you give it. I'm gonna give it a 4.5 out of 5, especially if they are alluding to the shadow. You know? Now, mm-hmm. if the shadow pops up later on, we, 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 we have an issue. We have a story here. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> So no, I give it a four out of five too. Yeah, it, it was good. It was good. Like I'm, I'm the yeah. Like I said, Batman's like back to be one of my favorite books now. Like yeah. I look forward to reading Batman. Now. That's the thing. <laughs> I look forward to reading Batman again. Now, if we just get Bendis <laughs> yeah. off yeah. Superman, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought I almost picked up villains. I almost did. And I was but like, but then I no. was flipping through it. And I'm like, nah. And that's I'll exactly I'll what really I said. Like, I'm like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, last book I have is Strange Academy, okay. number one, and it's written by Scotty Young. Which actually, that would have me more excited than anything else. That Scotty Young is doing the Marvel book. I'm like, huh, okay, okay. So this is Marvel, like not okay. This is yeah, that's the thing. Like it's Marvel, but Scotty Young is like the most unMarvel, you know, creator out there. That's like Scotty Young doing a, another Marvel book. Yeah, no. okay. So, yeah, so the book is about this girl, and she's our POV character, Emily Bright. She's this young girl that all of a sudden got magic abilities. Her dog died. She did. She wished him back to help her like that. But, you know, magic has a cost. So she had to expel the energy somewhere else. A tree tried to eat her. That's when Zelma Stanton pops up. If you don't know who Zelma Stanton is, she's in the dining case run of Doctor Strange. I'm not going to explain this shit. She's there. She recruits her to come to her her, uh, magic school, you know. So the school is in, and all of a sudden, I don't know why didn't, this is a brilliant idea. It's in Bourbon Street in New Orleans, Louisiana, which okay. I've been there. It makes completely perfect sense. There's some weird shit goes on down there. So it just makes sense. There's a magic school in there. I wouldn't be surprised. She goes to magic school. She sees all kind of other magic kids and shit like that. Um, oh, and the, the teachers are there. You got Dr. Voodoo who's there. Zelma, like I said, is there. Loki is there. You know, and since Loki is there, he has frost giants walking all over the place and shit. Because he's okay. king of the frost giants, so like I want them to learn magic. Like, okay. Uh Dorm Dormammu's son is there. So they got Kier Dormammu, he's just there. Uh two okay. little boy uh two twin boy ass guardians. This is, this is really making sense now that Scotty Young's doing this. I mean, this is like I said, it, 
if you've never read, a, please everybody read. Just pick up a Scotty Young comic. What was yeah. that weird ass comic he did a couple I, years ago? I hate Fairyland or fuck. Fairyland. I hate Fairyland. Yes, I was like, this is the weirdest fucking shit I've ever <laughs> read. But it was interesting. That's the thing. Yeah, art's crazy. I mean, it's co- total cartoony. Yeah, art. You know. Yeah. Now he didn't do the art in this. I don't think they'll ever let Scotty Young do another Marvel art book. But yeah. this is uh, Alberto Ramos, the same guy that did Champions, whatever. But it felt like he's trying to mimic what Scotty Young would have done. Like okay. He, yeah, but he's doing it in his own style. Uh, like I said, uh, there's a demon called Despair. Uh, all, basically, like, magic people just pop up all over the place like that. Then other students start, I mean, other teachers start popping up later on after we get introduced to all the kids and shit. So you got all the magic users in there. You got uh, Scarlet Witch. Damon Hellstrom, you know, the son of Satan, you know, uh, Shaman, 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 what's it? I don't know how to, okay. one of the guys, uh, Magic. Indian dude? Yeah. You know, from, oh, from Alpha Flight. Okay. Yeah, so oh, he's there. Yeah. Uh, Magic, you know, Ilana Rasputin from New Mutant, she's there. Uh, somebody else too. Fuck it. Oh, and then everybody, oh, yeah, the last guy. Yeah, they're like, okay, well, you name all those guys, where the fuck is Doctor Strange? <laughs> Why is the Sorcerer Supreme not here? And all of a sudden, um, Doctor Strange teleports out of nowhere, and he's being attacked by some kind of like hill demon, some shit like that. He's like, hey, kids, any of y'all want to earn extra credit to help me kill this monster? They're like, I do. So the kids start fucking up the monster and shit like that. Uh, they blow up the monster, and Doctor Strange is like, yeah, I'm going to give you a few words. You, you're in good hands with my, my, uh, my, you know, my teachers or whatever like that. But I'm gonna just let you know that I know a bunch of y'all badasses. Some of y'all don't even need to be here because y'all already know enough magic as it is. But Learn, have fun, don't get killed. Boom. That's the end of the story. So, yeah. It's a Scotty Young Marvel book. It's exactly what you think it was going to be. Um, yeah. It's it's Harry Potter. That's what it is. That's what I was going to say. It sounds like Harry Potter with Marvel characters. It, but, I mean, but isn't Harry Potter just X-Men? Uh, I, I, I guess, I suppose. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, it's... <laughs> I'm now just that saying, I think about it, <laughs> I guess the they're at a school. They're at a, they're school, at a school, school for gifted They're learning youth. got these weird powers <laughs> and shit like this. You can say Harry Potter's a ripoff of X-Men. Here's the thing. In X-Men 2, now, do you remember the little boy with the glasses that could blink his eyes and turn on TV on and shit? I uh, know. It's been a while since I watched that. I know. Nobody remembers frame by frame of the X-Men movies like I do. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but that was supposed to be a nod. To, that boy's supposed to be Harry Potter. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, and that's why they wanted to make sure that when the uh the SWAT team, like the uh the insane assassin team, came in, they was the first boy that got shot. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, you could say that Strange Academy is ripping off Harry Potter, but Harry Potter rips off X Men, X Men rip off Doom Patrol. This is just a thing. Everybody rips off everybody, but yeah, this is very much. This is Harry Potter. Let's do this. Scotty Young is just Scotty yeah. Young and up. You know, it, got all kind of crazy shit in there. It sounds fun. It sounds fun. I might actually check it out. <laughs> Here's I, I got I got a I got a gripe with this book though. I do have a gripe. Okay. My gripe is they're throwing in way too many fucking characters. Like I said, I name all these hill demons and fairies and ice frost giants and uh, Asgard and shit like that. I didn't even name all the characters. Cause I think Doctor, I mean Doctor Voodoo got like a a niece or some shit that knows Voodoo or some shit, and this just keep, keep popping up. Like every page is just two or three characters popping up, popping up, popping up. I'm just like, the pace of this book is too too chaotic. Let's take yeah. this back to, like I said, this is already an X Men ripoff anyway. Let's take it back to X Men, the very first X Men book that Stan Lee and Jack Kirby wrote. Now, basically, how that book is, and I remember the exact pacing of this book. 
frame by frame because if you write a comic, it's the blueprint to write a comic. Jean Grey hops out of taxi, walk into the mansion, see Professor X, meet the five boys, they introduce each other, play around, Fat Magneto, boom, that's the book. There's only seven characters total in that book. You remember every single pace and every single frame of that book because it was just masterfully paced. This shit, they're throwing in so many fucking characters, you can't remember everybody. Mm-hmm. So by the time you get to the second or third issue, you're just like, it's too much stuff going on. Now, I don't mind you introducing the characters, but at the same time, if you're going to have this per- uh, point of view character, her name is uh, Emily Bright. You know, she's supposed to be our Kitty Pryor, our Jean Grey, our Jubilee type, Mary Sue type character who's supposed to follow through the story. Stick with her. But they mm-hmm. kept bouncing around all over the place like that. It's like, okay, you losing me. That's why when I, after I finished reading the book, I almost kind of forgot everything that happened because it kept throwing so much shit at you. So, mm-hmm. That's just my that's just my opinion on it. You know, it seems like a fun book. I just think you just just get a I don't know get a, get a better get a better flow to the story. That's all. So and like that's actually a lot of problem with a lot of comics shit. nowadays. I think a lot of comics just throwing so much shit at you that yeah. give you time to like really just grasp what happened because they want to catch like your attention have, so much. Yeah, they wanted they got this cool idea. Let's just cram all this shit in into one issue and. No. And, and can you blame them because that's the thing like if it don't catch in the first issue they cancel the shit yeah they're, yeah they, this ain't gonna make it they're not gonna make it to issue three <laughs> right <laughs> you know <laughs> so like damn if you do damn if you don't but that's just how i yeah. feel so yeah uh overall i'm gonna give the book a 3.5 out of 5 it was pretty cool it, it, it the character that did pop up it did they did seem interesting and they did have like good chemistry with each other it's just there's so many fucking characters i mean i know it's a school but still Mm-hmm. Oh, that's my guy. Um, so you got anything else? Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna do this Vampironica New Blood number three. Oh, so this is the Archie horror comics that were that have been going on that I've been so into lately. Mm-hmm. And so this is uh, Veronica. She is a vampire. Her whole family. Her she comes from a long line of vampires in Riverdale, um, dating back to. It turns out that her great 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 grandfather, her ancestor was the first vampire to land in America. Um, and while this is going on, there's some other, this tough vampire gang is going around kind of like, you know, bad vampires, like a bad vampire crowd going around trying to fuck up everything in Riverdale. So um, Veronica's kind of, uh, you know, trying to search for, search for allies and all that. And she finds her dad's, um, uh, like a diary in her dad's study. And it talks about her, um, ancestor Sir Francis Lodge, who was basically like a buccaneer, you know, in the 1600s, and used to kind of like a pirate, just went around, you know, killing, you know, other ships and drinking their blood. And they like there was a mutiny. They threw him off the boat. You know, his crew threw him off the boat. You know, made him walk the plank and shit. And this dude like was about to get eaten by a shark. He bites and drinks the shark. Okay, <laughs> which i that's... thought was awesome <laughs> and then he swims to the america and then he finds the indians and starts killing the indians and drinking their blood and their little indians are all hunting him and shit and he eventually like settles in what what is now riverdale and builds a cabin and you know pretty much you know settlers start coming around and colonizing the area and he just kind of like starts eating them drinking their blood and then soon the first werewolves come to america and there's like a big war and this was ref- this is referenced in the Jughead the Hunger book, mm-hmm. where Jughead is a werewolf, and there's a war. There was like Jughead the Hunger versus Vampironica, and it talks about how you know vampires and werewolves were you know 
adversaries, you know, way back in, uh, you know, the, you know, colonial times and that the French Indian war was actually fought over vampire and werewolves supremacy of, you know, of the Americas and shit. So, you know, eventually her ancestor meets, you know, starts, you know, you know, encountering werewolves and that leads to the war, the French Indian werewolf vampire war, you know, and, um, and, and yeah, he's basically settles, settles in, uh, in Riverdale and, you know, um, she kind of suspects that he might be alive still somewhere, you know, and that's kind of, cause she's reading this diary and that's kind of where it ends. So this was a lot of fun. This is just an, another flashback. We're getting to see her ancestor sort of, you know, come to America. And I think there was a little, you know, you know, you know, I'm native. So I see, I read into all that shit. I saw this whole, there's a comment on, the colonization of America where he, they're likening, you know, the settlers as vampires, <laughs> oh, damn. you know what I mean? So, which I, is an interesting idea, you know? Um, but this was a lot of fun, you know, he, he's killing werewolves and ripping their heads off. He like, like he fucking kills and bites and drinks a shark's blood. So right there, that's, that's thumbs up for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> So yeah, four out of five. Like I said, I'm into these Ar- Archie horror books, and this is this is great. So yeah, okay. I'm done. Ooh, oh, that's well, I'm, I'm done too. Like I said, you, yeah. you did my book. So uh, yeah, like I said, if you listen this long, just like, share, subscribe. Uh, just listen to our sister podcast. We have Geek Savs and we have Comic Cast. Uh, what's happening, Geek Savs, right now? You know, y'all got some stuff going on. Oh, I'm do- well. While Anthony's on tour and Geek Savs is on hiatus. I'm doing the Clone Wars escape pod, which is I'm just watching and reviewing each Clone Wars episode each week. So. Nice. Okay. Uh, did it say how long the season's going to be or how many episodes? I think it's 12, 12, 12 episodes. So, nice, uh, nice meaty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And episode three is just up, just went up today. Gomer just posted it. So it's available now. And and they're short. They're like, they're 20 minutes to under 30 minutes basically not like this long shit we just talk about yeah nothing. i'm just talking about one episode a week so it, i don't go too long <laughs> i don't understand how we're as long as comic cast they have like five guys on the episode yeah. talking about all kind of shit and we just it's just us yeah and a guest they have a guest and a guest right <laughs> <laughs> so I see who's gonna be the most epic uh, uh what other podcasts we have we have uh this geeks and comics the comic shit talk show or whatever they're calling it now we have I guess Hulu TV. Oh, we do have it. I don't have it. I don't know. Get Valiant. They're gonna be. They're, they're going all crazy next week. So yeah, Get Valiant is gonna be a <laughs> thing. So they're listening to them. I might listen to them. So I don't know what the fuck's happening next week. Yeah, I'll go. Yeah, listen to their pod and then go see the movie, and you'll know. You'll like have all these insights and shit. Yeah. Otherwise, just walking like I have questions. <laughs> <laughs> because here's the thing, Eli. People are gonna ask us about this fucking movie, and we don't know shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else we have? Uh, Wrestling Council. We have that. We have. Well, I think that's it. I might be missing one. Instruments of Destruction. Yeah, yeah. the Transformers one. Yeah, that one. Uh, yeah. So next week, like I said, we're gonna talk about Bloodshot. I don't know anything about it, so I'm just gonna go in blind and just see what happens and just just expect a good movie. Just see. I'm not gonna worry about whether or not it clashes with issue 235 that came out in 1993. Would like just watch it. Whatever happens, you know. Um, anything else you got to add, Larry? Or? 
I'm good. Cool. Next week we'll come, come with it. So until uh, then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. We'll talk to you guys next week. Same bullet time, same bullet channel. Mm-hmm.